0: <laughs> well see I like that one
1: it's true <laughs>
2: yeah I figured you'd be a little biased on that one back <sighs>
1: so on that one on behalf of myself Mac, Claire and our absent uh, buddy, Jim Kleeman, uh, go out there and get wet.
2: And stay safe. Yes, totally.
1: Keep diving. Dive mistress, you brave enough to come on? Can
3: you hear me? We can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, hello. How are you? Hi, Claire. Hello. Hello, how are you? So Claire and I have been chatting over Twitter for quite some time so and we sort of following each other's um, dives and, and things like that from opposite ends of the world. So when I saw that she was joining the talk today, I thought I'd um, jump on in and have a listen while I packed up my dive gear for the weekend.
1: Wow. Uh,
3: thank you for the support. That's really cool.
1: <laughs> so, so, so you have a lovely New Zealand accent. Thank you. So uh, so where, where are you diving this weekend?
3: Uh, this weekend I have four advanced open water students, and we're heading up to the Knights Island Marine Reserve. Um, we're going out on a, a liveaboard trip, so I've got seven dive planes over two days and I'm just getting uh, some torches, ready for a night dive. We're planning on diving, um, night diving, the largest sea cave in the world. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I get to do a photography adventure dive um, with one of my divers, so I've organized a camera for her to use the weekend.
1: Nice. Um, now, yeah. on now that cave dive, do they have to be cave certified to dive in it?
3: No, no, there's um, access to the surface. The the largest sea cave in the world was um, formed when uh, there was a gas bubble explosion. So you can fit about eight boats in it. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, I think I've got a photograph of it somewhere, actually. I'll see if I can post you guys a a
0: link. What were you guys hunting for at, uh, what is it? That's Worky Point? Worky Point? I saw a little note in here on treasure hunting on April. People. Sorry, are you talking
1: to me? Mac, who are you talking to?
0: Uh I think it was Dive Mistress Mistress. Sorry, what was the a question a I am terrible at pronunciation, but it looks like where, where Wake Point Point a lake T-A-U-P-O <laughs> Uh
3: no, I'm not too sure. Have you got a link for
0: it? Yeah, did, well it's on your site. <laughs> Mm, and it was if, put your face, put it on, your
3: Facebook. on
0: my Facebook page or my website? Um, it says Dive Mistress, Scuba, New Zealand, and on the right-hand side, it's Jumping the Lake, and there's five photos.
1: Yeah, Mac, if you paste uh, the link into <laughs> Skype, I'll go ahead and paste it on over so she can see it in the talk you. Okay.
3: Yeah, we use a we use a, a lake um, for quite a lot of training um, because it's only five minutes from the dive shop in our city. And for tech divers, we can get 45, 50 meters in the middle of the lake. Um, but for open water students, there's a, a really good area where we can sort of cruise around seven, eight meters. <laughs> Can they handle diving in
0: the lake, then they'll be fine. <laughs> the other item I like about that picture, jump in the lake one, is they've got their golf balls yeah. just like we do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, oh, okay, I know where you mean. Now that's um, so that's like Kaua. If you're looking at a map of New Zealand and you see the the South Island and then the North Island. Lake Taupo is the lake that's right in the very, very middle of the North Island, um, and again it was uh, formed from, it's a volcanic crazy lake.
0: It's beautiful country there.
2: Yeah, sure is. I love the little fish on the golf ball, I'm just looking at your pictures. Teeny tiny fish on the golf ball, It looks really cute, I don't know if you can see that one. It's like a, it's a freshwater blenny. All oh,
3: right. right. Yeah, and, and, kind of like and that lake's actually at, at, at altitude. It's about 1,300 metres. Um, so when we were down uh, where we found these golf balls, it's about 32 metres, and I was knocked out of my mind. But the kind of <laughs> knocked where you just can't stop laughing. Um, and there's a picture of a freshwater kura, or a, a small crayfish, <clears throat> and they yeah. rise up on their tails yeah. and snap their pincers, but they're only about as big as your little finger. So they look really funny. No. no. Yeah.
1: See Mac, it's like it's like every time I talk to somebody, I get two or three more dive sites I got to go. I'm running out of lifespan.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm running out of money.
1: <laughs> well, I they had the money. That's not. That's not a concern. Oh
0: Zealand always has. I
2: saw a survey, and it was saying every single answer. The main barrier to their doing more diving was money. It's such a shame.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know the the way we look at it here is that you know, it doesn't, if there's a mud puddle deep enough, I'll go and dive in it. So it doesn't stop me from diving. It, it does affect that's the cool. quality of the dives. Or the distance I travel to a dive, but uh, we, we get dive, dives in all the time, and and that's part of the, the premise of the show is to get people to actually get out and dive. Uh, what we run into here a lot is a lot of the dive stores. They want to get everybody to discover scuba, get them trained, yeah. and sell trips. But what that 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 we don't think that's long term to grow the scuba mm-hmm. industry because you know people you know they you got to you got to get them hooked and you got to get them comfortable and i just don't think you know a couple discover scuba classes and an open water certification and one dive in a tropical location is enough you know pe- people get rusty and then they they they're embarrassed to admit it and might not get out and dive again so
2: no, absolutely. I recommend everyone who comes diving with us is that at the very least, try and join a club so at least you're getting in a swimming pool and doing some diving and building that up. And then nine times out of ten, if they're doing that with a club in the UK, then they'll end up going to a quarry or going and doing some shore diving off the UK as well. So it's very important just keep diving, isn't it? Otherwise, you will feel uncomfortable when you come back. Oh, exactly. Or when you go on your next trip.
1: you know? And and dive clubs are just... we
3: have the same perspective, Claire, that the the focus in the shop is more on keeping our divers diving um, and showing them that there's more than hopping on a plane and going to Fiji or diving the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, that there are lakes and areas of the coast. And, you know, for building your business, if you keep your core group of divers happy... They'll bring other people along with them who want to learn to dive because it's
2: addictive. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. That's that's what we got to do. We just got to get more people diving more often and and growing the sport. We see up here a lot of the uh, dive shops and operators are fighting over this small piece of pie, and they need to make the pie bigger. We need yeah. to be bring more people into the sport. Uh, I every day in just my normal walk of life, you know, I, I wear scuba hat. I got the scuba diving plate in my car. Uh, you know, maybe I might even wear a snorkel mm-hmm. half the day. I don't know, but uh, I go out and talk about diving, and you get more divers that way and people into the sport. So,
2: no, absolutely more. Of them. The more you just keep doing it, the more people get pulled on board as well. The more they, they start talking to their friends about it and their friends get on board. If their friends are diving, then they're going to go diving as well,
0: aren't they? Exactly.
2: You know, got ready-made
3: buddies.
1: Yeah, you've got, you got to build your own dive buddies. Mm.
2: Sure. <laughs> I
3: like to train my own dive buddies.
2: <laughs> That's there, a good one, you. <laughs> and you know they're going to be good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> if they can pass after looming with me, then <laughs> they'll be fine. See, <laughs> exactly. Trial by fire.
1: <laughs> we 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 kind of do something similar up here. Is uh, if if you can if you can handle two or three dives with Mac, then you're usually not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, when, when when we're doing river dives or some of these small inland <laughs> lake dives, if you're diving with Mac, he's looking for something, and uh, it it look, kind of looks like a caterpillar if you have clear water because it's just this big tunnel of mud. So you you begin to learn how you how to exist in no visibility. So when we get down to visiting locations like the Red Sea or New Zealand, then uh, you know we, we don't know what to do with a hundred feet vis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd like to try
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure we, would. we have actually had people say they're just too many fish I like it when there's one fish you can look at the fish and then go on to the next
1: <laughs> <laughs> too many fish
2: <laughs> I know, personally I disagree with that one I, I like lots
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely a variety well, they, again on an species we see a lot of gobies here, so that seems that seems to be what we see on the wrecks just uh, tons of them. Yeah, I have dived
2: in a, a little quarry in England called Raysbury, and it, it is a muddy puddle. and You don't really see that much in the way of life, but what you do is you get little shrimpy things in the water, and they get little jackpikes. There's tough to see wherever you go diving, it's there, so it's worth it, whatever you do.
1: So see, and I enjoy, you know, we've got different, within the club and the groups, different divers. You have some guys who only like to really fancy wrecks, and then you do have some who only like to tropical water. I enjoy most of it, you know, most all of it. And I, I'm even happy just sitting in the body of water, and, you, and you, you just settle down, don't make any motion, and see what comes up to you. So yeah. what, what looks like just to be green algae-filled puddle actually has a lot going on if you take the time to, to look and see what's happening.
2: That's brilliant. Yeah,
1: definitely. Well, any, anybody else in the chat room want to come on? I see we had uh, we had quite a few uh, people. We had uh, Og, who is actually from uh, Australia. Uh, he, he was in, and he had to go for lunch. Uh, we've had people all from the United States, the U.K. So, uh, again, great. If you want to come on, make sure you listen to the show. And at the end of the show, we always do the divers roundtable. And on the on the light weeks, I'll combine a few episodes. In we didn't have one last week. I'll fill that, and then we'll do a best of. So, but uh, again, thank you, Claire, and thank you, Dive Mistress. Uh, what's if I may ask? What's your name, Dive Mistress?
3: Tara. T A R A.
1: T A R A. Okay. T. I, I'm sorry. T. T. Yeah.
3: T the a trout.
1: Oh, okay. T A R A. Okay, well, well, thank you, and uh, I'm glad you can listen and, and give Claire a little moral support. Yeah,
2: it's been lovely.
1: Thank you. Now, had, had you two talked on the, uh, had you heard each other's voices before? No, no I was just about
2: to no, say, no, just put no, a voice to the name. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's one, been one of the great side benefits of the uh, the podcast is just people all over the world we get to talk to it's just a great excuse to bond with other divers and I'm convinced that now in just about every time zone of the world I have a dive buddy I could connect with
0: since we do have such a since we have a vast group of people tonight I'm still looking for somebody from the Samoas so if anybody knows somebody from the Samoas tell them to get on this one time I need the little credit here.
1: Oh, that's that plug for your daughter's show?
0: Yes. I'm, you know, she needs to have somebody get there for Katie and Kylie Mack from Samoa. It's about <laughs> the only place I haven't heard from that. Uh,
3: I might know a few people.
0: Well, Katie and Kylie Mack, if they just Google that, they'll get on my daughter's site. She's, uh, she lives in France, Paris, and uh, they do a podcast for quite a few years. And they're a little bit crazy, but it's a fun podcast if you're interested in crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, but the nut didn't fall too far from the tree, did it?
0: Wait a minute, that's what she says.
1: <laughs> so if you can't follow what Max said, then you can always email us at the show at com, and we'll find a way of getting everybody in, in contact. So how are you hold up, Claire?
2: I'm fine.
1: Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs>
2: I am fine, yeah. It's actually just getting light here
1: now. So. Okay. So are we going to be able to talk you to coming on again next week?
2: Um, possibly. I might not be able to do it every week. Okay. But it would be great to come back again, for sure, for
1: sure. Okay. Just, just any time you want, just send me an email, and I'll make sure to send out the, the notes and everything. And we do a little bit different fork. Uh, this is a pretty much a common format. And then we'll rotate. I have different segments that we'll bring in, and then we have some dive industry people who will do. So we're going to be getting, uh, hopefully, DUI and whites and some of the equipment manufacturers and uh, on, and just good excuse to keep talking about the industry.
2: Absolutely, no, that's fantastic. It's been really cool. I'll definitely, I'll definitely be back. I'll see how I fare later today okay. <laughs> I'll let you know.
1: So just, just have a little tea and, and keep you going
2: absolutely <laughs> I've got a couple already
1: <laughs> okay well, well, well thanks and uh, thanks Tara and Mac and we'll see everybody next week or whenever
0: sounds good you guys have a good one that's great